And there it is. Just like that, the U.S. out in the Gold Cup semis. There go, there go, there went my parlay, my U.S. Mexico <laughs> parlay. But you know who called it? My man J Rod, the original J Rod, alongside Jim Rodriguez. I'm Chris Mack. Welcome into BetQL Daily. Yes, Joe, Aaron, and Ed are off again today, but we have got you covered. And Besides cheese sandwiches and aliens landing on Earth and a million other things we have to talk about today, we've got to focus on the American League. Yes, we talked about the National League at length yesterday as we turn the page into the post-All-Star break uh, version of what we've got left of the schedule. I always, I always, you know what, J-Rod, I always stumble on calling it the second half because it's not really the second half. I mean, I guess it yeah. technically is, but it's not the perfect break in the halves. Here nor there. We'll talk plenty of AL. We'll get that started with a look at some team futures in about 20 minutes or so. But there you go. Panama. You called it, my man. I hear a little Van Halen in the back of my head. Panama. <laughs> and Mexico blanks Jamaica 3 nothing. Yeah, they're dancing in the canal, right? I mean, it, it, listen, it, it made a lot of sense. Uh, the, the U.S., uh, kind of brought us, you know, a C level team to this tournament. They they they're in a they're in a state of flux. You know, they got an interim head coach, Craig Berhalter. Craig Berhalter got fired for some sort of, you know, personal attacks on a on a player. Then was rehired, but he said, okay, I'll, I'll come back as head coach, but I'm not going to do the Gold Cup. I'll, I'll I'll get ready for Copa America and the World Cup in 2026. So they had an interim coach. They brought some kids in. I mean, it's still credit to to the behemoth that the U.S. is in Concacaf that they got this far, but Panama's pretty good, and 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 they got caught in Mexico doing its thing, you know, blanking uh, uh, Jamaica, and now they in L.A. for the final, little Panama Mexico. So interesting. It's always good to see some fresh faces. Should be a wild crowd uh, Sunday night for oh the Gold God. Cup final. Mexico La Raza will be out in force out in L.A. My Viva. oh my yep. God. Panama plus 575, the heavy underdog. 730 is the kick on that one on Sunday night. So that one of the events we had an eye on last night. Another big event that we had an eye on last night, J-Rod. Or maybe maybe, maybe some people didn't watch it because this is – I know for a lot of people, especially in our industry, what we do, we love sports, right? We love sports. We love betting on sports. We love watching sports. That's why we do what we do. We're kids in a candy store. But I know a lot of people kind of take these few days around the All-Star break every summer to kind of unplug, right? They put the phone down. They go camping. They go somewhere off the grid, right? And just sort of reset. Well, some people, they don't like to do that. They stayed up, and they watched the ESPYs in la- on uh, ESPN last night. And what happened on the ESPYs last night? LeBron James had, I don't know if it's a groundbreaking announcement, but LeBron James had something to say. The real question for me is, can I play without cheating this game? The day I can't give the game everything on the floor is the day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. That day is not today, J-Rod. He will be back. That's, in essence, LeBron saying, I will be back. Um, How much longer do we get LeBron? Is this all about just hanging on for Bronny? I know he said there, it's, I don't want to feel like I'm cheating the game. But I'll be honest, if I were in LeBron's shoes, very large shoes, (laughs) and I had a chance to play with my son maybe at some point, whether you think Bronny is NBA material or not right now, I would hang on long enough to say, that I took advantage of that opportunity, whether I felt like I was cheating the game or not. Well, listen, I, th- I think I think LeBron has earned the right, I think, 
you know, there is a there is a saying that says you play until they literally rip the uniform off your back. Mm -hmm. I think LeBron can still play clearly. And I think what we a lot of people didn't realize is he was hurt for a good chunk of the year. That foot was a mess. They, They actually told him to shut it down halfway through the season, and he, and he didn't do it. So I, a lot of props. Listen, LeBron deserves a lot of criticism, but he also should, you know, should get his props when he, when, when he gets it. And I think, listen, when the Nuggets won the championship, Michael Malone calling him out, I think there's a lot of motivation in there in LeBron. He wants to you know, hang around for Bronny, wants to get the Lakers back to where they need to be, wants to win a title. Because at the end of the day, here's something that, I, that I've always thought. You know, LeBron came to L.A. and he won a championship, but he did it in the bubble. So right. is LeBron going to be up in the rafters with the, the Laker greats? I don't know. I think he may be like the seventh, eighth, maybe even you know bottom top ten in great Lakers of all time who have won a championship. So I think there's, you know, at this point of a career, you got to do these things to motivate you, right? We always hear about Michael Jordan kind of making up things, making up disrespect just to get himself motivated. And I think right. that's what LeBron's doing. He, he's finding a way to keep playing, whether it's Mike Malone, whether it's the foot, whether it's Bronny, whether it's winning a championship in L.A. outside of the bubble, anything to keep him going. And at the end of the day, we win. We win if you're a LeBron hater right. because it's more reason to hate. And if you're a LeBron lover, you get to see the greatest you know, out there and keep playing. Good call uh, in that regard. He's Jim Rodriguez. I'm Chris Mack. Welcome into BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Uh, we're with you until noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. That's every day, Monday through Friday on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can watch the show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. Follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Rory, after a fantastic round in the first round at the Scottish Open, had some big things to say. We'll get to that in just a couple of moments because you're going to want to hear it. Um, it, We don't have the actual sound, but we'll read it for you, uh, what Rory had to say about Liv and what he really thinks of the Liv tour. That coming in just a couple of minutes. But we talked about James Harden odds moving yesterday, J-Rod. Future team odds moving again, this time in relation to... DeAndre Hopkins uh, odds shifts at DraftKings in particular. And this has now been mirrored at other books as well. Uh, the Titans from minus 300 to minus 125. The Patriots from plus 425 all the way down to plus 150. Hmm. And the Chiefs from eight to one to three to one. So money moving in all of all three of those directions doesn't necessarily clarify where we should be expecting DeAndre Hopkins to land necessarily, but what it does is I think it tells us people, there are people out there, people with enough money to move lines that think it's going to happen soon, or at the very least think we're getting closer to some kind of decision. Uh, interesting, I do think in regard to the Chiefs and that they move a little bit closer to the top two. We thought it was Titans and Patriots. The Chiefs moving into that conversation now dropping all the way to three to one. Yeah, and I think I think this is exactly what DeAndre Hopkins wants. I mean, he he want you know it, it, all all sort of summer we've been saying, all right, it's either going to be Tennessee or New England, and frankly, they both need him. They both need that explosive wide receiver, and he's still got plenty of uh, fuel left in the tank. I think, but the problem is, I don't think he wants to go to either one of those teams because. there's not a championship at the end of the rainbow with those two teams. Kansas City, now that's a whole different ball of wax. There he gets to play on national, you know, uh, he's the the game of the week, you know, the four, the the Hello Friends, Jim Nance game every week. And here's the thing. 
the Chiefs now they have the cap room. It all depends on their on their defensive tackle, Chris Jones. Okay, he is due for an extension. He's going to be a free agent after next year. Right now, they got about a million bucks to play with in the cap. If they sign Jones to an extension, then all of a sudden that actually gives them more cap room. So that's what he's kind of waiting for, and that's what he's always wanted, another team to get involved, and maybe the, then the Titans start throwing stupid money at him. Like, listen, okay, we're not going to win, but if you're going to throw stupid money at me, all right. Um, and it, it's very interesting. So Hopkins is kind of like that, that, that James Bond villain sitting in, in, his, in his big seat with a hairless cat, you know, just going, yes, keep him coming, guys. Keep him coming. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Bigglesworth. Um, $10 million. Dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, the, the thing I like about this from a Chiefs perspective is, and we just talked about this a couple days ago when we were handicapping the AFC, right, is the Chiefs are clearly, look, they're coming off a Super Bowl title, clearly the class of the AFC, and right there, they're go- we know that game against the Bengals in, what is it, week 16 is going to be mm-hmm. enormous. We can't wait for it. We're already looking forward to it. It's the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills at the top of the AFC. But the one place I mentioned the other day, J-Rod, where I have some concern about the Chiefs is the receiving core. Valdez Scantling and Kadarius Toney as your starters. Mm. Valdez Scantling or Kadarius Toney as a starter with the other guy working in the slot and DeAndre Hopkins out there. That's a completely different dynamic. And now Patrick Mahomes is really cooking because – He's not, I don't think, then defaulting to Travis Kelsey on every play. I think the default right now, if you're Patrick Mahomes, is Kelsey, Kelsey, oh, Tony, oh, MVS, oh, Sky Moore's out in this route as well. Back to Kelsey. In that case, it's Kelsey D-Hop, Kelsey D-Hop. It it opens up a world of potential, I think, in the receiving core and the passing game for the Chiefs. And for me, if, if you notice the, the messaging that DeAndre Hopkins throws out there, you know, you got to really pay attention to, to when they give quotes or they, or, they, or they put something on their social media. He's been big to say, listen, you bring me on to your team and I will make your other receivers better. So exactly. if, if you're the Chiefs, you're thinking, well, I got some young guys here. Yeah, we've won the Super Bowl, whatever, but I got some young guys. I bring Hopkins in here. Wow. But the one thing he probably won't be going is Buffalo. Because when the rumors came out that the Bills were interested, Hopkins quickly dropped some emojis uh, on Twitter. With He had, a, he had a, a bull emoji and a poop emoji. And if you put them together, then yeah. you can figure that out. So, <laughs> you know, they're 10 to 1 to get uh, Hopkins, but uh, it might as well be 100 to 1. I don't think he's going to Buffalo. Yeah, I still don't think that either, especially with the dynamic between Allen and Diggs needing to be massaged a little bit as we work our way towards training camp and into training camp. Speaking of dynamics that need to be massaged, J-Rod, Saquon Barkley, this from Diana Russini uh, yesterday afternoon. Saquon Barkley has made it clear the franchise tag is undesirable. Diana Russini told his availability, Barkley, for week one against the Cowboys, huge opener for the Mm G-Men, will be in serious question if he does not get a long-term deal from the Giants. Here's my question. We saw this with Le'Veon Bell five years ago. Can a running back, and we'll talk about it later in the show, an increasingly devalued position in the NFL, rightly or wrongly, can any running back afford to hold out in today's NFL? Yeah, you would think not, right? Because it is it is a, it is a sort of a position 
that is starting to go extinct. You know, you know, everybody points at, at Christian McCaffrey, you know, $16 million a year. And that's what Saquon wants. He wants, he wants McCaffrey money. But yeah, McCaffrey's more than a running back. And, and yeah, Saquon can argue, you know, he can argue, well, I'm more than a running back too. I don't think you're Christian McCaffrey either. I mean, listen, the Giants offered $13 million with with the first two years at $26 million. He wants $16 million. The franchise tag is 10, and that's why he's like, I don't want any part of that. And if you're the Giants, already coming off a playoff season, when you look at their first eight games, and this is where Saquon is now you know, trying to get some sort of, some sort of collateral here. The Cowboys at Arizona, at San Francisco, Seattle, at Miami, at Buffalo, Washington, and the Jets. That's their first eight games. That is a tough, tough schedule. Forget home or away. That is brutal start first eight games. I got heartburn just thinking about that. I mean, there I mean, maybe there's one gimme in there, and then that's at Arizona. But yeah. that is a tough first eight games of the season with no Saquon. Would they? I mean, remember we all remember Emmett Smith that you know didn't play the first couple of games and came back and ended up winning. You know, right. but can the Giants afford that? I don't I, know. I don't know. Yeah, and I, and and I mean Emmett Smith is how long ago too? I just don't think that dynamic is something that exists anymore. In and that position, yeah, Emmett Smith was when we were you know guys were running 25, 30 times a game. That doesn't right. happen anymore. You know? Nope, not anymore. Uh, I mentioned Rory. We got to get into this. He has doubled down on his live tour hate and he had a great first round at the genesis scottish open mcelroy now the clear favorite to win three to one at bet mgm after carding a six under uh excuse me a six under 64 in the first round so he is right there two shots off the lead uh young hung on is in the lead right now eight under through Mm. 15 we'll see if that continues but uh, Rory, the most recognizable name at the top of the leaderboard right now at six under. We talked about him yesterday, uh, and he did not pull any punches. No punches at all. Asked about Liv's quickly rejected proposal for him to captain a team when they reached out to him. Rory McElroy, quote, if Liv Golf was the last place on earth to play golf, I would retire. That's how I feel about it. Okay, then. I mean, you listen, I get it. Passion is, is important. Principles are important. Um, but it's also easy to be that way when you've got tens of millions of dollars in your bank account. So True. I, I'm just saying. For, I'm just saying. For a lot of the guys that latched on to live, I understand exactly why they did it. Because, well, they don't have Rory's bank account. But give Rory credit. Uh, there's I get, there's maybe coming absolutely. together and he still says, Get him out of here. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we went knee-deep on the NL yesterday. Today, it's all about AL Team Futures at the break. Alongside Jim Rodriguez, I'm Chris Mack. We're up and running on this Thursday on BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back. 